catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! I'm Lewis from the Proud Sky Blues, the official LGBTQ plus supporters group of Coventry City FC. Inclusion in football is for everyone. Everyone deserves to feel safe and respected, regardless of their sexual or gender identity. We're all Coventry City supporters. We're all Sky Blues. Everyone should be able to be their true and authentic selves here at the Coventry Building Society Arena. We're all here to support the team. Homophobic chanting does not motivate the players. It's offensive to players and to fellow Sky Blues. Homophobic chants are never just banter. It is never acceptable. Homophobia and transphobia is against the law and against the rules of the game. We can all stand together against hate. We can all make football more inclusive. We are all Coventry City supporters and we are all Sky Blues. If you see or hear homophobia, report it to a steward or by text. Challenge inappropriate behaviour and language. Be consistent and visible in your support. Treat everyone with respect. We can all be a part of the positive change. We all chant together. We all sing together. We are all Coventry City supporters. We are all Sky Blues. Everyone can be an ally. Everyone can be a proud Sky Blue. You can all be an ally. Inclusion is important to us all. Hi, Sakamoto. Hope you feel better seeing lots of love all around in the Sky Blue Army. We all love you lots as well. Good evening everyone and welcome to the All Things Sky Blue X Base for this week. If you are listening live, thank you for joining us. Please let us know what you think in the comment section about anything that we say. If you are also listening back to us on podcast platforms at Apple, Spotify, Amazon or Audible, please just please do leave us a rating letting us know what you think to what's been said tonight. We are of course also available on as well as X on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. I believe we're only six subscribers away from that 400 subscriber mark. So please do do go and have a look at um, our match previews on there. As well as that, we are partnered with the Anecdote Sports Bar at the CBS Arena. Um, You'll find us in there most match days. I know myself, I'll be there from 6pm tomorrow for the Maidstone game. And we are lucky to be sponsored as well by Bright Steel Fabrications, you can do your fabrication work up and down the country, but mainly in the Coventry and Warwickshire areas. So we are going to get into it, talking about a really rubbish, gutless, I'm going to say, game on Friday against Preston. We did come away from that 3-0 uh, um, losers. Stuart, going to you first, where where did it all go wrong on Friday? Kick-off. Um, it just... I'm still seething now, um, and I just, you know, I, I don't know whether it was a, a private post between us or whether I put it out on public, but there's a way to lose, and that just isn't the way. Uh, there was no, I just thought there was no effort, no desire, not one single person, even, you know, the, even the people that I love, you know, Latte, Milan, there was just, there was nothing there at all from anyone uh, didn't win first balls, didn't win second balls, didn't win third balls. They just seemed to want it more than us. Um, 
and yeah, it was it was literally from word go. You know, they went down the uh, the left hand side, uh, well their right hand side. We gave away a corner, and minute one we conceded. Um, and then from there on in, it just it just went from bad to worse. And you know, I I can I can I can forgive people slightly for bad performances if they work their socks off. But that for me, again, you know, difference of opinion and stuff. But for me, they just didn't work either. Um, it was just a lacklustre, pathetic performance. I haven't felt that bad since Luton away. You know, drawing three all against Swansea. You know, that was even worse than that. It was it for me. It was just it was just poor, pathetic. I'd love to swear a lot more, but I'm not going to. Well, you normally do on my show, so I'm quite glad that you're not going to tonight. Um, I mean, I, I fully agree, Stuart. You remember quite well uh, me last season on here. I was absolutely raging with that Swansea performance and I felt so let down. I still today feel 10 times worse based on Friday because when I see players that I've defended to a fault and I've had other people thinking that I'm mad, the likes of De Silva, I've defended him since he's got here because I think he is a good left-back but when I see people like him not trying and not putting effort in, I cannot defend him anymore. And it might be one game, you might be thinking, or oh, you're overreacting. But when I see players having the nerve to not try for my football club, that's unforgivable for me. That's just my opinion. Danny, anything you want to add at, at this point? Like Stuart said, he was just a shambles from the first minute. You, you can't go into your biggest game of the season with 25,000 fans in there and not defend the first goal. And it was just, it, from there, it was just a snowball effect. The Every single goal we gave them, um, the second goal, again, De Silva doesn't clear his lines. Third goal, uh, Thomas, no communication at all with the goalkeeper. Uh, we can't take a, 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 a kick from a centre circle. I've never, ever seen that in my life. Uh, Casey Palmer can't even take a throw. You've got uh, Preston players geeing up, our, uh, winding our crowd up. They just dictated and bullied us on our own patch. And I, a bit like you, I'm, I'm fuming about it. But the players have got a bit in the in the bank after previous performances. But after such a great home record this season, to just literally roll over, like what Mickey Adams say, roll over and let your bellies get tickled for ninety minutes. And I mean, I know Thomas probably done it in a bit of, I don't know, frustration. But when that goal went in, he knocked it in, he was just laughing. I want to see a bit of anger on the pitch like you. Um, it was just a complete joke in, in our biggest game of the season. and We need a reaction. Yeah, fully agree with that, Danny. Mark, I remember, I think it was the night of, you were quite upset about Ben Wilson being picked again. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw him start? Not impressed, I have to be honest. Um, in my opinion, as I said last week, I'd have prioritised this game, or the, the Preston game, should I say, ahead of tomorrow night's match. And uh, when I saw Wilson's name on the team sheet, I couldn't believe it because, uh, you know, I know he's, I know he's kept a clean sheet against Stoke the previous week, but not being funny, any of us could have been in goal that game. You could have had Steve Krizovic in goal that game and he would have kept a clean sheet because Stoke offered absolutely nothing in that game, really. They only had one shot on target. So, Really strange decision. 
Um, I didn't agree. I thought Liam Kitchen should have been restored to the, to the team alongside Bobby Thomas with, with Collins in goal. Bearing in mind they know each other from Barnsley. Just didn't make any sense at all. And why is why is Jake why is Jake Bidwell not starting in, in, in arguably a very, very important match? Our best left back. And we're going and we're going with De Silva. I mean De Silva for me, I'll say he's a good player going forward. But obviously the example of that would be the cross he provided for the game the cup match against Oxford. But defensively he's clueless. He's absolutely clueless. And um well, it didn't surprise me, but, you know, Singer's call in particular with the chart and Jake Bibble's name because he's a proper left-back. And you could see in the game that Preston were targeting De Silva. And it's not just Preston. You look back on the games. You look at uh, Plymouth. You look at Bristol City. You look at Millwall. The, 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 they play long diagonal balls and, they, and they're trying to expose us on that wing because they know De Silva is, is not good defensively. So when you're playing an important game and you need three points for and you're not playing your strongest eleven. I think it's, it's a disgrace, and I think that's on the manager a bit. To be honest, he, he has to take the criticism. Um, I know, I know. You'll say, well, you can't use the excuse that all players are tired. That, that's that's rubbish. He's had plenty of time, prepare for that game, and he's put out, in my opinion, a weak team. And I'd rather have a weaker team tomorrow, and back yourself to beat Maidstone, than play a weak team against a, a rival, a playoff rival, and we and we've been absolutely stuffed. And, you know, the rot set in, as you say, first minute, give away a needless corner through uh, De Silva's mistake. Um, Colin, uh, sorry, Bobby Thomas switches off, does not mark Emil Reese, um, doesn't look at the ball. Um, ben Wilson is rooted to his goal line. He's, he comes out and then he goes back to his goal line. It was absolutely poor goalkeeping. I mean, why the hell is this guy in the team? It's, it's shambolic, really. Uh the second goal was this, you know, Sunday morning football goal that you'd, you'd see who scored, or even on a kid's five-a-side sort of thing. It was pathetic, absolutely pathetic. And then the third goal, as, as Danny said earlier, lack of communication. It was just a shambolic performance. The worst I've seen in certainly all the, all the, all the years I've been watching the Sky Blitz play at, at the CBS or the Rico, it was just abysmal, really, really poor. Yeah, well, strong words, Mark, but I think justified as well. Then Mark makes the point there about us playing a weakened team with maybe the likes of De Silva and a few others coming in. Surely with those players that are coming into the side or are trying to, you know, make the position they're playing their own, surely you want to see a bit of fight and passion, but there was none of that, was there? It was just sloppy. It was wasn't pretty. It was basic. I sat there before the game with Dad and Ben and said, they're playing Alan Brown, right wing back. I said, they're going to stick it on De Silva, that side. And that's how the first build-up to the first goal comes from. The marking for the first goal, I mean, I stuck a picture in the group chat. There's one player, Cov player, actually marking a Preston player. There is about seven players unmarked. There was two people standing on Ben Wilson, one of which is Reese who scores the goal. So what on earth the setup was defensively, I don't know. Bobby Thomas may as well have not been there with Reese because Reese wanted the ball more than him and just attacked it and bullied him. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't want to say Preston played bad. I don't think they had to play well attack-wise to score three goals. What I will give them credit is 
They worked the socks off. They did the ugly stuff. And they defended really well. But in terms of how well they played offensively, they didn't have to play offensively. And I think they had three shots on goal and scored three goals. And they have probably one of the, apparently Ben was telling me the other, but one of the best conversion rates in the league in terms of chance shots to goals. I can see why. But we were just sloppy and, yeah, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. It was up there with Yeovil at home, first-half performance, QPR away when we got smashed 3-0. Um, I probably could pick others. Rotherham away where we got smashed 4-0. We have those sort of games in us. It wasn't great. It was just a mess. And, like, putting Torp on, I don't understand that when he's injured. Yeah, it... I just think as soon as Sakamoto went off after the challenge, which obviously we'll probably talk about later, I just thought we looked devoid of ideas. The shape went, we just looked a mess. Second half, we went to a back three and we looked wide open in midfield. And yeah, it, it was just really, really awful. But it's done. Nothing we can do about it. They're a good side, Preston. If, if, if they do a similar job next Saturday against Hall for us, and beat Hull, it gives us a crack, and we've just got to try and win tomorrow, not pick up any more injuries or suspensions, and try and get something against West Brom, and try to get through to the international break, and get as many points as we can, and get Alan and Sheaf back, and hope that we can just somehow find a way to win. The only things I will say is, I'm going to give Sims credit, I thought Sims was best of a bad bunch on... Um, on Friday night, I thought he really put in some good effort, and I thought Josh Eccles was better second half. I know Stuart disagree with me. I just think Sims actually held the ball up, and he looked he looked better. It wasn't great; the, the attacking style of us was awful. But I honestly thought he he showed a bit of hunger and desire. I don't think Hadji Wright and a few of the others were on there, and O'Hare was O'Hare bottled a challenge, which really annoyed me. And, yeah, if he's going to do stupid-ass stuff like that, he can sit on the bench for the rest of the season because I, I don't want players who are going to bottle it. We, 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 They just wanted it more, and that's what really annoyed me. And I can't, I can't like Stuart said, I can't take that where, play, where teams want it more than us. We, sh- we should have been well up for that. It's a massive game for us, and we choked spectacularly. Had a comment here from Will King. Thanks, Will. Um, he's saying Friday's in the past. I'm sure an equal and opposite reaction would apply tomorrow. Looking forward to being there. I'm predicting a 3-1 win for Kov, Kov, Kov. Hope Tattoo recovers soon. Onwards. Uh, really nice words there. Got Stuart and Mark who both want to come in. I'm going to go to Stu first. What do you think, Stu? No, it was just... Look, I've, I've, I've kind of warmed to Sims in the past couple of games. But... His first touch and Wright's first touch on Friday were just non-existent. I'd rather have Lukaku's first touch, uh, and we know how poor he was. I just his his touch came. I think the third goal came from a poor touch in our half when he blasted it over, trying to go around someone just too far ahead of him. Never going to get to it. His his close control is just was just awful. Not was because. You know, in past games, he has been okay, but every not I can't defend any single player on that pitch on Friday. 
and I know I know it's the past, obviously, but we are talking about it. But it's just it's inexcusable um, the the performance on Friday. It, I can't defend one single player. Mark, I think I think the I think that result was coming. If you look at the previous three games, okay, points wise, we took seven points, but the performances, particularly at home, haven't been great. Um, you know, you look at the Bristol Road, Bristol sorry, Bristol City, Millwall games, and both games have started poorly. We've, we've conceded goals, um, and we needed the we were goal behind against Millwall when we perked up. Bristol City, a um, little bit fortunate to get a draw. Uh, the Stoke game last week really wasn't a good performance. We, we, we scraped a win because we had one good move in the match and, and that got a, a good finish from Eddie Sims that won us the game. But if Stoke had someone decent up front, probably would have drawn that game. So I think the performances are the big concern. We need to improve the performances for 90 minutes. And it, start, it starts tomorrow against Maidstone. I don't care what division Maystone are in. We go into the game, treat it like it's a normal championship game and, and get a good win and a good performance. And, and, and I think the only positive I can say is that we've got a game tomorrow and we can pick ourselves up. And we've got to use tomorrow, hopefully, as a springboard to Friday against West Brom, which is a massive game. Uh, if we get three points against West Brom, we're back in the playoff, playoff hunt. And I'm just trying, I'm trying to be, you know, spin a bit of positivity because um, if you look at the results over the weekend, generally speaking, it's been fairly good. So it's a bad, it's a bad performance, and we've got to use that now as as a wake up, as a, as a kick up the backside to, to everybody that we can't tolerate any more performances like that. And you could say it was like a Stoke performance last season, um, and I hope it is. But we cannot keep playing as poor as we have because I know we picked up prior to press the game, we picked up seven points, but in all honesty, the performances have not been good enough. So I'm hoping that we can start to perform better and it starts tomorrow because, you know, let's face it, Maytown aren't going to make it easy for us. But, you know, I don't really care. I just, I, I, we should have enough, you know, quality to beat them quite comfortably. But we've got to use that now as a spring for all going forward. Yeah, really well said, Mark. Um I suppose as a, a channel, we do try and put as much emphasis as we, as we can on being positive. I know you, a few of you mentioned Sims um, had a, a decent game, we'll say. I think Stuart maybe said he was the best, or Glenn said he was the best of a bad bunch. But Danny, for you, it, was there any other positives for you? I mean, the only thing I can really, I'm clutching at straws here, but I mean, a clean sheet second half, maybe. Was there anything positive for you that you took from the game? Uh, probably a bit like you, really. That second half, we did play a lot better, didn't we? Um, or not better, but we didn't concede. Um, I suppose Preston really didn't have that many chances, did they? They would, like you mentioned, they had three chances and scored, and we we gifted them all their goals. I suppose um, it was nice, probably, to see Torp get on for twenty five minutes. But again, a bit like what Glenn said, really. I think that was just madness that decision. You're 3-0 down in the game and you're bringing a player on and you're saying he could pick up an injury. So why are you playing him in the game, which is dead? Um, <laughs> limited, really, positives from, from the game, to be fair. Um, oh, I can't really... Do I, I agree with Sims. I thought Sims was was okay. 
Um, but no, it was just most players one to eleven. It was it was quite poor, really. Not a lot of positives. No, I think you're right in saying that. I'm not going to ask everyone for their man of the match. I think the player of the match or people of the match, I guess, will be the fans. And fair play to the fans that stayed till the very end. I myself couldn't stomach it and I had to go early because I don't want to see that from my club. But again, fair play to those that stayed till till the end. The one thing I do want to uh, mention and ask about before we um, move on to Maidstone is the challenge on Sakamoto. I mean, between the five of us, we've got a lot of disagreement with that. Um, a lot of us think it was a, a cynical foul from a Preston player. Others think it was just one of those accidental um, incidents, I guess. Glenn, what did you make of the... I already know the answer to this, but what did you make of the Sakamoto instincts? It does look like now we're going to be missing him for perhaps the whole season. Um, I think it's reckless by Hughes. Um, and whether he, he's, he's intended to injure Sakamoto is open for debate because only he really knows. But using... I hate to use the rugby union analogy because obviously we hate wasps. But if that happens in a rugby union game, the Preston players simbined, sent off. Because in rugby, they say you have a duty of care when you're challenging airily for a ball. And the fact that Hughes doesn't challenge and he clips Sakamoto when he's in the air means he can't brace himself, Sakamoto, and it causes the injury on it. I mean, thankfully, Sakamoto didn't land on his head or his neck. I mean, I've, I've seen some rugby games where similar things, players got clipped and he's done like a forward roll somersault and landed on the neck. I mean, and that could have been really nasty. Um, I think it underlines a worrying theme that I have is we're, get, we're getting the rough end of other players' actions are impacting us and the players who are causing those actions aren't really getting impacted in the game. Obviously, we lost Kitchen because Diaby decided to headbutt him. And most people in the world, if they get attacked, are going to react. So we lost Kitchen for three games. We've lost Jamie Allen because Bernard tried to assault him, basically. And now we've lost Sakamoto through a as I said, uh, in my eyes, a reckless challenge. And I think Hughes is trying to avoid himself getting clattered at the expense of Sakamoto's welfare. We've also seen instances, I think there was a Rochdale player who got shoved into a barrier by a foul player. I think it's just worrying there seems to be a lack of care and consideration for opponents from other other players. And, and I think most sport you play, you play hard, but you play fair. And you never go willingly out to injure somebody, to injure another player. Accidents happen, yeah. If he genuinely challenged for the ball and Sakamoto had come off worse, I wouldn't have had an issue with it. But like I've seen Harry Kane do a similar thing making a back. I remember years ago, Cedric Roussel got stretched off in a net brace against Southampton and Gordon Strachan called it out. I just don't like that sort of challenge uh, in the air where, you, where you're clipping somebody or flipping them. And because it is going to potentially hurt anyone. And the fact that it wasn't pulled up as a free kick absolutely is mind-boggling. But there's a 50-50 divide in the fan base and different people have different opinions. And I respect everyone's opinion. We all disagree on it. And I can see both sides of the argument. To me, I think it's reckless, but I don't know whether it was 
reckless deliberately or just a bit of self-preservation. But like I said, you could you could shove somebody and not mean to hurt them. They could fall over and crack their head open and die. You know, I mean, it, that's the thing. Just because you've not intended to hurt somebody or it, it's not, there's no intent there, doesn't mean that you can't seriously injure someone with your actions. So that's what just, just frustrates me. And yeah, I think it's something that we need to look at in football overall. People seem to be more selfish and don't give a damn about other players. Well, in the comments, Winston is saying that uh, it was a cynical foul. You'd have to let us know, Winston. Do you think it should have been a, a booking or perhaps a red for the Preston player? I guess there's an argument to be made, Stuart, that the standard of refereeing in this country is almost at an all-time low. That, you know, if, let's just say, for instance, that the Preston player meant, you know, to back into Sakamoto, which it does seem like he did, he kind of knows in his heart of hearts that he's going to get away with it. What do you think to that? Um, I, I look. I, I I do agree with Glenn in terms of um, that more needs to be done um, with that type of foul because it, let's face it, it was a foul and we should have had a free kick from it. And that that's where obviously the officiating the referee comes in. Now, obviously, we haven't even spoke about the referee and how abysmal that referee was because the amount of challenges. You know, the amount of time wasting from, from 10 bloody seconds in once they'd scored were time wasting. Throw-ins, free kicks, goal kicks, corners, regardless of what it was. It was an absolute disgrace, that referee. And, you know, all I wanted to do was go down on that pitch and and do something that I would have regretted. It was awful. That referee was absolutely shocking and I don't know what stopped me from trying to find his name out and, and doing some on Twitter. Like I said, it would have been something that I would have regretted so I haven't done it but it was absolutely ludicrous the amount of time wasting that that referee allowed. One yellow card it would have stopped it and the game would have gone on um, but going back to the uh, back to the challenge, I am in in the other camp if you look at the uh, I didn't watch the first half, but I watched the second half. In the space of about five minutes, that challenge happened twice. And luckily for, the, obviously, the, the, the player that did go down, he fell on his backside, he got back up. You know, he, he managed to spin himself around the other guy and he landed on his feet. Unfortunately for Sakamoto... He got up high, he rose quite high. Obviously, the, the player turned his back, so I think that may have elevated him a little bit more. Because of the momentum, I just don't think he had enough time to turn around or do anything with the speed that he was going at. And he just landed on his back. Yes, it was a free kick, but you see them challenges multiple times a game. And sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not. I think that that, should, that one should have been given. Uh just because, uh, you know, he did clip him slightly. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, I, I think it's... it's. I don't want to see it, but I think that it was... It's unfortunate that, you know, it's it's our player, again, uh, that's, that it's happened to. You know, Sakamoto, you know, luckily, Sakamoto's last challenge, the, the player got retrospective... Uh, action against him and he got a three match ban um 
And I even think, you know, Jamie Allen's was a lot worse than that with what happened to him. And, and nothing is ever said about that. I think we are being, I don't want to say targeted as such, but I just, I just think that, you know, something needs to, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what Mark Robbins can do. I don't know what anybody can do. It's, it's a very hard situation to be in. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we are being fairly untreated uh, again, with referees and uh, officiates. You know, the amount of times that linesmen and stuff that, you know, could have flagged something, it's, it's just, it baffles me. It absolutely baffles me and it does my head in each and every week. I think you are right what you're saying, Stuart, but I think, you know, like you say, there have been numerous times this season where we have, I would agree with the word targeted by officials. I cannot blame the officials for Friday, though. I can't even point the finger at them no, no, for I'm a not, second. I'm not, because I'm not even if we had, even if we had the... Yeah, but even if we had the best referee in the world, we could have played for another 90 minutes on Friday. We wouldn't have even scored. We were that crap. No, I... You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I get that and I understand that. The performance was, you know, obviously nowhere near any levels of, you know, even non-league football. You know, that was that was Sunday league performance. But what I'm saying is, is the... Like you mentioned at the start of that first question, the, the officiating has to be looked at because that referee was absolutely shambolic. Um, you know... I just, it just winds me up. The best, um, I can't even remember now the uh, the referee that we had for one game. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, but uh, but anyway, it, it's very rare that we have a good referee uh, and it just winds me up. Yeah, I do agree. Mark, what do you reckon to the uh, Sacramento incident? Uh, I'm... I'm... I just thought it was a cowardly challenge, um, if that's what you want to call it. I thought it was a very sly thing that he did. Uh, Hughes um, should definitely have been a free kick. Uh, I actually spoke, well, I mess- messaged uh, Mark Halsey separately on that incident. He said it was definitely a free kick, although he didn't mention any sanctions for it. I think, personally, more needs to be done on this sort of challenge. Um, I mean, you... you you know, Harry Kane notoriously does it a lot when he's played in the Premier League or England or obviously now Bayern Munich. Um, I just thought it was a cowardly challenge and, you know, he knew what he was doing. Um, to say it's an accident is ridiculous. I don't agree with that at all. I think could it, it, the laws of the game say serious, it could be, could be interpreted as serious foul play because he's deliberately you know, made contact with an opponent to to put him off his jump. So could that be either unsporting behaviour, which is a caution, or could it be um, serious foul play technically as a red card? That's in the opinion of the referee. But I think something had to be done on that. No sanction was made. Um, Why has he not gone and tried to jump for the ball? You know, I just, for me, it was a very, very sly and cowardly thing for him to do. And it it was a disgrace, in my opinion. On, Glenn. I just think that sort of incident on Friday shows how much we miss a Fads, a Doyla, a Kelly, someone who's going to lead and get us organised and get in the refs here. Um, 
I think really we only really happen when Casey come come on, and I think he come not wishing to sound nasty to Casey. He comes across as a bit of a moany school kid when he's moaning at the ref all the time. Whereas I think Fads, Doyla, even Kelly probably would have laid one on Hughes and even the score. You know what I mean? Not that I not that I agree with it, but I think you have to fight fire with fire, and I think we get bullied a bit too much at the moment. Finally, Danny, what did you think? Did you think it should have been a foul or did you think that it was perhaps um, not a reasonable challenge, but do you think it would have been a little bit too extreme for it to have been a, a booking or a red? I think it's definitely a foul. Um, in my eyes, it's a freak accident. It's, there's no way a player goes out to break somebody's, whatever he's done to his back or whatever. You see, you do see it in games. Um and I just asked the question: If that was one of our players that had done the same challenge against one of their players, what would our would our stance be on it? Because to me, it wasn't. If that had gone, if that was in the Premier League and gone to VAR, I don't think any action would have been taken at all against it. How many how many of those challenges have that sort of injury? It was it was just a freak. It was probably one in a thousand injury or probably more. It, you don't really see them types of potential injury he's got for that challenge um and in terms of referee decisions and bits and pieces like that my my view is the, the decisions even themselves out over the season i mean we had a goal i think against Swansea, which should have been offside i think a goal against preston away was offside you do have decisions go against you but the referees only have that chance to see it once and i'm not I'm not backing referees up. I'm just, it's just a fact. When you're in the stadium, you see it once. Sometimes when you're in the stands, you see it once. But when you see it on the replay, it looks totally different. But I don't think it's, I can, you see it all the time. That challenge happens all the time in matches. You've been seeing it for 20 years, 20, 30 years. I remember Mickey Quinn used to do it in the Premier League. He used to jump for a header and deliberately, he'd never win anything in the air and then just duck and things like that and make a back for their player. Um, it, it's just it's just an unfortunate injury, it, in my opinion. It's a foul, but just an unfortunate injury. Go on, Stu. No, I, I, look, I, I'm, I am in an agreement with Danny. To be Very rare that I'm in agreement with Danny, if I'm honest, but, uh, but on this one that I am. Um, but I just... It, it, you know, for me, it was it was more the time wasting that that was winding me up, and the length of time that they were taking to take any sort of set piece, whether it be a throw in or a, you know, he, he saw that more than once. So you know, your yellow card a player for taking too long. Um, I think Gomez got you know yellow carded in the Premier League for taking two seconds longer than he should have done, and he got a yellow card. And it just stops it straight away because they know that they can't get away with it. But he gave it ev all the way through. I don't think he gave them one single... Well, he did. I know he did give them yellow cards, but not for time-wasting. Well, let's move on to the Maidstone game uh, tomorrow night uh, at home in the FA Cup fifth round, a place in the quarterfinals uh, up for grabs. I think a few of us have mentioned already that it's no sort of gimme. Um, I think Mark quite rightly said we have got to treat it almost as a league game. They're going to be well up for it. They're going to be well backed and it's going to be a tricky game, let's face it. Um, Mark, for you, what 
sort of changes would you like to see to the starting lineup? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'd say that uh, Collins to come in for Wilson, but anyone else that you'd like to see starting? Maybe a Tavares. Uh, I think Liam Kitchen probably should, should be starting this game with Bobby Thomas. Um, yeah, Matty Godden probably should get a run out. Um, obviously came on as a sub on Friday, so I think I'd like to see him start. Um, yeah, Tavares, I think I'd like to see him feature. Um, possibly Torp, depending on what his situation is injury-wise. I mean, obviously came on, so obviously can't be that bad a shape, but... Uh, Maybe at all, I'd probably just um, put wrap him up with Cotton Wall and maybe put him on the bench and uh, bring him on if we really need to. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we've got, we've got injuries to key players. Obviously Sakamoto and now with, with Ben Sheaf and they're two very important players for us. We obviously won't feature. So you know, Robbins hasn't got a lot of players to play with. So uh, I'd like to think that Collins will come back, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Wilson starts again. I don't know why. I just think he will. Um, he's not done anything in my eyes to justify that, but you've got to back the manager's judgment and hopefully we'll get all, you know, the most important thing is we get the results tomorrow and a performance. Um, getting, get some momentum going into, into Friday. Um, that's, that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, definitely. I guess it's worth noting at this point as well. We have got a an hour-long uh, match preview with a Maidstone fan um, preview in tomorrow's game, which is well worth a watch, either on YouTube or listening to on Apple, Spotify, Audible and Anchor, as per usual. Um, how about you, Glenn? Any of the changes you'd make or anyone you'd keep in? Uh, I think Milan needs a rest. So I think Nassala comes in at right back. I think it's worth giving him a run out. Um I would probably stick the agree with Tavares. I would have been tempted to start Godden, but his impact as sub was non-existent, for want of a better word. Um, I think Bidwell's going to start against West Brom, so I would stick with De Silva, try and get the game out Friday out of his system. Kelly starts. I don't know who else plays midfield. I think it'd be stupid to start Torp. Um, I think I want to keep him trying to keep him fit for Friday. Um, normally, I'd say throw a few of the under-21s in the squad, but they've got a game on Monday, which is stupidity playing them, letting them have a game on Monday when we could probably have four or five of them filling the bench for the first team and giving them a chance of, if we're three or four nil up, we can give them half an hour and see what they've got and pull some people out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy, but... I think we should have more than enough and I think we need a performance. I think we need a, a four, four or five nil win. I think it kind of set us up and we're on TV. Let, let's let's put on a show and show, show, show fans of other clubs how good we are. I don't want to be, I don't want another Wrexham. I definitely don't want another Worcester and definitely don't want another Sutton. And I think we've got a bit of pride to redeem ourselves. And I think Robbins needs to stop with the excuses it is what it is we've got injuries that opens the door for other people to step up and make a chance and everyone who's writing us off for playoffs or anything this season now after one game needs to have a look at it and say there's plenty of twists and turns for the rest of the season let's win tomorrow night see we get get through to the quarterfinals and then 
obviously we've got the international break after that and we'll try and see who we've got fit and try and get a formation and a system. So a formation and a lineup that gets results and get to the playoffs and who knows. But we've still got plenty to play for. And let's just go out and ideally be three nil up inside ten minutes would be ideal. And then just coast through the game. Ah, oh, talk about ideal, Jesus. Um Danny, for you, would the likes of Sims and had your right feature for you tomorrow um, from the start? Yeah, I'd play them because it's a chance to to get goals, isn't it? Um, it's a chance for them. I mean, I know they beat Ipswich, but if you look at the if you look at the stats, the stats are just massively in favour of Ipswich. It's like forty shots, ten corners, six hundred passes to their two hundred. 71% possession. Um, they had two shots and scored at the end of the day. And I just think we'll have enough. We need to be careful. I'd rather go strong first than, and get the get the job done than do what we've done against Wrexham where you're resting players and then you're struggling and then you're bringing people on chasing the game. So it, it's worth putting a decent side out. I think Bidwell starts because... Bidwell doing the press conference today, didn't he? So I don't know if that's a sign he's starting. I agree with Glenn on sort of the, the right-back area. Milan looks a bit tired. I think Kelly definitely starts. Uh, Thomas starts. Kitchen starts. O'Hare might be might be on the bench. Um, but we should have enough. Really, if you can't beat teams, they're not even in the, I don't even think they're in the, the conference, are they? They're a bit further down than that. I just think we'll have too much. The yeah, conference, uh, the conference. We'll have too. Staff. We'll have too much for them. Uh, big pitch. Uh, we've got plenty of energy in our side. I've got no concerns whatsoever. But it's it's a great chance for Wright and Sims because Wright hasn't scored for a couple. Um, it'd be good for Sims to get another couple. So I'm I'm confident. But why why shouldn't I be really paying a team that far down? But Let's see what happens. Don't cut your chickens, mate. Seriously. Uh, I'm not saying I, I disagree with anything you said, but I've seen this tale far too many times with Cov. Um, Stuart, finally with Maidstone, um, I guess the the major selection question is Wilson or uh, Collins? Well, part of me wants to say um, that the team that started on Friday starts... Uh, against Maidstone and right the wrongs that happened um, on that day, really, uh, because I think they all owe us as fans and Mark Robbins and Doug King um, an apology. And the best way to get an apology is to make sure you put out of the performance. Uh, I don't think that will be the case. I think there will be changes made just because obviously we have got uh, West Brom on uh, on the following on Friday. Um but yeah, I I, th- I think I think we need to get the job done early, as Danny has just right and rightly said. Uh, get the job done early, and then you can take players off, and then you can you can work around the injuries and the people lagging and things like that, and the tiredness uh, from there on in. But like I said, part of me wants to say that the uh, the team that started against Preston starts against Maidstone, and say to them, get out there and and show what the, what you can do because I think that's what they uh, they owe everybody yeah uh, bang on there Stu 
Mark, can I get a prediction from you? Yeah, you can do. Um, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to say we're going to win. Um, I'm going 4-2, as what I said in the, in the, in the show on YouTube and, and the podcast. So I'll stick with 4-2. Um, so I don't think we'll keep, keep a clean sheet, but I think we'll progress to the quarterfinals. Uh, Glenn? Uh, I'll be disappointed if we don't win by three clear goals. And I did say on the pod that I wouldn't be objecting to them scoring because I think they're a nice bunch of fans and uh, they're a nice club and the dealings we've all had with them, they've been pretty sound and it'd be nice if they got something to celebrate on. But anyone who thinks they're going to do a Wrexham on us and Lightning's going to happen four times in a row where they're going to beat a team from a higher league, I, I just can't see it happening this time. I think we've we've got too much about us um, and yeah I, I think we won't make the mistakes that Ipswich did the one thing we've got to do is shoot more stop trying to score the perfect goal we've got we've got to actually get shots and work the keeper we just try and score the perfect goal too much which is deeply annoying Danny uh, I think we'll batter them 6-0 confident scorers uh, Sims two, right two. Uh, Tavares, you could do with him getting one, and Palmer. No Wilson goal. <laughs> oh, I can't. Don't get me started on Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Trying to wind you up, uh, Stuart. Um, yeah, my uh, my heart says what Danny's just said. Six. Six, seven, something like that. But my head said uh, it's not going to be that clear cut. It would look Wrexham when Wrexham beat us, uh, they took Sheffield United um, to a draw, and then that obviously they didn't do it on the uh, the replay. And something, something uh, horrible set. Obviously, I know it can't go to a replay this one. Um, but it might go to. I don't want to say it's going to go to extra time, but I can probably see it, and then we we win in extra time. Yeah, I, I think we'll win. I don't think it'll be as emphatic as six. I can see certainly maybe a three nil, three one, and I can see the likes of Sims getting on the score sheet as well. Um, in in my opinion, to finish off then for the last ten minutes or so, I do want to just talk about our playoff um, chances, if you like. We've spoken in depth already about Friday's game and it was one result. For you, Danny, I think there is probably two places to play for, um, fifth and sixth in the league. Do you think we fit into those playoff places maybe last game of the season or two or do you think next season could be our year or season? We've always got a chance this season because we're like four or five points off it. Um, but really, with the, with the injuries we've got, the teams we've still got to play, like away at Southampton, I know they're sort of in a bit of dipping in form. We've still got to play Ipswich at home, still got to play Leeds, West Brom. We need probably about seven or eight wins, and I, ju- I just can't see it. Uh, I've always said within three years, I think we go up as automatic, because I, I think the league next season... If like Leicester, Leeds and someone like Southampton, the playoffs go up and then the three go down, I think the Leeds league will be weaker. 
I think within three years we can we can do it top two. If we make the playoffs, you're going to come up against I don't know probably a, a Southampton or an Ipswich or a Leeds twice, and then you've got to play I don't know probably one of one of them again one of the other one of them in the final. It's going to be tough even if we make the playoffs. But I'm, I'm not writing it off. But it's a tough ask and. Friday doesn't give me the confidence. That that was a big game, and that was like needed a performance, and you need a lot of these performances to to get in that top six. And that wasn't a great start, in all honesty. How about you, Mark? Because you know the likes of Hull and even Preston, I guess to an extent, they are making a statement at the minute. Do you think that we can sneak in? Um, no, I don't think we will. Because um, as Daddy alluded to, we've got we've got injuries to key players, and I think it's going to be tough to be honest. Uh, I think we can make top ten, um, but I don't think we're, we're quite going to get there this season. Um, so I think I don't I don't see us beating Leeds at home or Ipswich. I think they're hard games. Hull going to be a diff- difficult game. Um, I agree with Danny says as well. I think next season potentially could be a better opportunity to get promoted. Um, I think the side's coming down. Certainly Burnley and Sheffield United will come down. And probably one of either Luton, Forest or Everton. I don't think, you know, I think they're sides that we shouldn't fear. Um, so I think the overall picture for me is if we don't, if we don't get to the playoffs, we shouldn't despair. It's still been a good season. Um when you consider that, that you know, obviously we've had to we've sold two of our prized assets in in Vic and, and Hamer. Um, I think all I'd ask for is a, is a better start next season um, because I think the start this season has been too slow and that's possibly might might prove to be our downfall. But yeah, whilst the picture is we're only four points behind, can we get a result at West Brom? I'm I'm not I'm not particularly confident from what I saw on Friday. We we have to improve it a heck of a lot. And we need to get that first goal as well. Because if we fall behind against West Brom, if they get the first goal, we're not going to win the game. We'll get a draw at best and that's it. And we, and draws are no good now. We need to win games. We, we we need to go to West Brom and get a result. I don't think we will. And I think at best we'll be top 10 this season. Would that be a successful season for you, Stuart? Maybe a ninth or 10th finish based on how close we are to the playoffs now? Um... Uh... Probably yes, just because we have got a better squad. Uh, you know, we didn't start off the greatest, um, and you know the strikers, you know, have been in form and out of form. Probably maybe a little bit too much, but until it's look, I, I still think we can get there. Uh, until it's you know non mathematically possible, then it's you know it, it's still doable. Uh, I've always said that, you know, people that have listened on here for, for a while will know that I've always said that we're a top eight side. Um, and it's whether we can actually maybe slightly push into into the playoffs. I, and I, again, I've always said that if we if we get to the playoff final, we win it. Uh, and I still believe that if we if we show up, if our performance, yes, it's one game. I, I, I know I'm still annoyed slightly. It's one game. Um, if if we if we show up and we turn up, I've said it each and every week, we can beat anybody on our day, and I still believe that. And the performances um, 
you know, of late haven't been the best. Uh, but they've got it's got to turn around sooner or later. We can't keep playing this badly for too long. So starting tomorrow, we play much better. We get a bit more confidence. Um, and I, I think, look, even if we don't, if we get a draw, it's not the end of the world. Because like, again, like I've always said, if we draw our away games, win the home games, we'll be somewhere close. Uh, and, and I still believe that. I, I still I still feel that, that that's the way that we're going to get there. And I've got, I've got conf- I have got confidence, that, apart from Friday, obviously, I've still got confidence in the boys and I'll still be shouting their names um, come tomorrow and come next Friday. Anything to add, Glenn? Um, I just think we probably underestimated Preston on how good a form they've been in. They've been in really good form. They were scoring goals, averaging like a couple of goals a game. Um, and I think a lot of teams, have, a lot of people haven't really slept on them and then see how good they could be. Um, Hall, you don't know. In this 12 games, a lot could happen in 12 games. Hall could have a raft of injuries. You know, you know what I mean? We, if we can get to the last game of the season at QPR, when we have QPR at the CBS, with a chance of the playoffs if we win, and we've got pretty much as many players as possible fit for the playoffs, I would fancy is against Ipswich, Leeds, Southampton, anyone in knockout football. Because Robbins will get us set up to get results. And he did it last season against Borough. Everyone was worried about Borough. And we stopped from scoring two games against us. Arguably one of the best attacks in the league. So it's two from five. I think Sunderland are out of it now. I think Watford are out of it. Middlesbrough. I can't see them out of it because they got B and they're just so inconsistent in the home forms average. I think we've just got to try and cobble as many points as we can up to the international break, reset, and then we've got two winnable games against Hull, sorry, against Huddersfield and Cardiff. We've got Blues as well. I think we've got enough games where we can get points. We probably need 21 points to have a chance, seven wins. I wouldn't say it's impossible if we go into the last eight games and we need to win five of them to get in the playoffs. You don't know. It's just, you never know what's going to happen. And last season, Millwall and Blackburn were in the playoffs at the same time as this, the same time as now. And both of them didn't finish in the playoffs. So there's plenty of twists ahead. Don't, don't rule anything out. And we just need to get back to keeping clean sheets because that's the major concern. We, we're giving teams too many goals. Um, I think that's 14 times we've conceded two goals or more this season. That's way too many when you look at how many times we did it last season. I think Stu wants to come in. Yeah, no, I was just... Um, Glenn kind of beat me to it, to be fair. And it was again, it was about Middlesbrough, you know, last season. Um, you know, they had Akbom Archer. Akbom was, you know, top goal scorer last season. We kept him quiet for two games. We 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 can go to these teams and we can get results. So, you know, like I said, if we don't get to the final in the play if we do make the playoffs and we don't get to the final, then obviously we don't win it. But I still believe that if we get to the final, we win the final and we go up. Do you agree, Danny? It was, we do, you know, I agree in a way because when we've come up against Leeds this season, we drew away at Leeds. We, we've we done Middlesbrough twice 
Um, we who else did we get? We we drew with Southampton and we nearly scored at the end through Sheaf. Ipswich was a bit of a not a great game, but we do raise our game against against bigger sides. So you've got to. We'd have a chance. It's going to be difficult, but you'd have a chance in over two legs. And we are quite good at home. And like what Stu says, then it gets to knockout football and you play uh, a playoff final when it's a one-off game. But it all depends on things like our injuries now, because really we probably would have won that playoff final last year if we'd had strength and depth. But we didn't have anyone on that bench, really. We only used Palmer, who was he was only probably 50% fit. And he was on for... For 25 minutes and off again so it just depends on what injuries we've got you you're losing people are like like tats sheaf and that they're not key players you lose like a couple more players and your bench is just full of kids and things like that and i agree with what glenn says like teams can implode with with results Millwall and blackburn just totally imploded at the end of last season um just we just need momentum really but some of the the key thing is is that like what Glenn mentioned is that Easter weekend because a lot of the time the, the the season can sort of really open up around about Easter if we can beat Huddersfield on the Friday and then beat Cardiff on the Monday that's six points you're getting in a couple of days um, but it's just we've got to start better next season like the last season okay we had pitch issues and things like that. This season, we were gelling and things like that. But we've got to have a better start because if we'd had a better start this season, we would have been in the playoffs, no problem at all. And I, I seriously believe, like, like I said, that in a couple of years, we can push for automatics. But we've just got to get off to a better start. We can't just keep chasing all the time. Yeah, and I guess with that, Danny, you look at someone like Ipswich that hit the ground running, not just this season, but also in a new league as well for them off the mark straight away and look at them now. I know they've sort of dipped a little bit, but they're, they're there or thereabouts. A final word from Glenn. It's just the advantage of winning on tomorrow night is we put the whole game back. The whole game's postponed because it's FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. And that could give us a massive opportunity to get Sheaf, Allen, maybe even Sakamoto back fit. So that's the added caveat of winning that game. It means we get Hull late on in the season... Um, and we can probably get some people fit. Maybe, like I say, Kelly will probably be a bit match sharper and will probably be a bit fresher than having such a hard slog of games to play them. Um, and another factor with Hull is their pitch. Their pitch is atrocious. That's going to hinder them as well. So I, I, I'm not overly convinced that it's a shoe in um, of any team. And yeah, I think as long as we're in the hump with six games to go, you don't know what's possible. And I think you just saw this weekend, I think Ipswich picked two muscle injuries up. I think Southampton picked another injury up. Obviously, Leicester, Southampton, Leeds are all playing in the FA Cup as well. So, yeah, it, it's um, it's not impossible. We defy the odds. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just win, win tomorrow, see who we get in the, in the quarterfinals, and we take it from there. And then we just try and get something against West Brom Rotherham and Watford and then look forward to the quarterfinal if we're in it and whoever we get Well with that being said a massive thank you to the All Things Sky Blue team obviously myself Josh uh, Stuart Danny Glenn and Mark thank you for coming on 
A massive thank you as well to those of you that have joined us live on X tonight. Uh, much appreciated. An even bigger thank you in a way to those of you that listen to us on podcasts, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Amazon or Audible or even Anchor, I guess. Uh, thank you so much. Um, just a reminder as well, we are partnered with the Anecdote Sports Bar at the CBS Arena. You can find us in there most match days uh, before the game. We are also sponsored by Wright Steel Fabrications Limited, who will do your fabrication work in the West Midlands and Coventry area. Have a great week. Enjoy tomorrow's game. Play up Sky Blues. Cheers, guys. Yeah.